G's here, and I've recently been falling in love with ThinkPads again. I've owned a few over the years and specifically use ThinkPads and how you can get more value for your money out of a used ThinkPads. And so the one and only person that I could think to bring on to talk about ThinkPads is, of course, Alan Pope. Many of you know him as Popey. So how are you doing, Mr. Popey? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking me on. I'm not the world's biggest expert on ThinkPads, but I think you could class me as an enthusiast. Yeah. So how did you originally get into ThinkPads? Like, What was your your first one? Was it a hand-me-down or or a work machine or what was it? Uh, So I used to do IT support for companies years and years and years ago. And I think I came across ThinkPads at some point. Um, I worked for one of the big six accountancy firms and some of their accountants had ThinkPads. Um, And I I liked them then because as an IT support person, you know, if you had to do any maintenance, they were easy to work on. You could take them apart easily. You could swap out the battery, the hard drive. Um, they were just they were just really easy machines to work on, and so that set it in my mind that ThinkPads are always this um, high bar for laptops as to from a maintenance point of view um, and reliability as well. Uh, and I, I never really owned one back then. Um, that was in the oh, mid to late nineties. I never had one until working, uh, f- through IBM. And obviously everyone who worked through IBM, uh, got a ThinkPad. And so I got one given to me, uh, well, you know, on loan while I'm working there. And, uh, that's when I properly fell in love with it because I installed Ubuntu on it and, uh, everything just worked. And uh, it just felt super reliable and robust, and you know I could lob it in my bag, and and uh, and it, it just felt like the perfect laptop for me um, for all of the reasons, you know, robustness, ease of maintenance, uh, everything worked, and so it just ticked all the boxes as soon as I got that one that one workstation ThinkPad. Excellent. So, do you remember? what model it was or or what the specs were on that first ThinkPad? Cause this would have been in the late nineties then. No, this, this one would have been quite a bit later. So this would have been in the, in the two thousands around about 2004, 2005. No, be later than that. It'd be about 2006, something like that. And that would have been a W series. So for those who don't know the, the ThinkPads have um, like the first letter is uh, defines the series of ThinkPad and the W's are the workstation ones. So it was, it was a workstation of some kind. I know it had an NVIDIA GPU. Um, so it was, it was quite chunky and it was mostly sat on my desk at work, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was the first one. So I actually went in high. <laughs> I, I didn't get an entry level one. I got a really decent spec machine as my first one, which I think probably helped. Yeah. I, I would imagine that, that that would help. So, um, the workstation series, uh, is that still the series that you kind of go along with? Do you, is there, is there a series that you gravitate to more on your uh, personal buys? Yeah, it really depends. And I mean, I have a number of ThinkPads and, um, they're, they're a mixture, but they're a mixture between the X series, which are the kind of lightweight workstation, the one that's a little bit thinner, a little bit narrower. So the keyboard generally goes right to the edge of the the machine. There's not like a big gap either side. Um, Whereas the T series are more the corporate desk bound laptops. And those are are slightly wider. And then the workstation ones are the the higher end ones. So I, I 
mostly got X series laptops and T series laptops, but some of them are so old that they predate that naming scheme. So they're, you know, they're R90 or R something. And um, most of the ones I've got are, that I actually use are relatively modern, like within, I say relatively modern, we're talking within the last eight years. Um, and, but I've got a bunch that are much older than that. And those are kind of the retro ones um, that don't fit that naming scheme. But currently it's mostly X series and, and T series machines. Right. Yeah. I've actually got one that I, when I purchased a vinyl cutter from a friend of mine, uh, they gave me an old ThinkPad that was running, I think, Windows 95 or something that actually still has a parallel port because that's what the printer needed. So uh, I'd have to dig it out to see what it is, but it, it currently isn't in use. Um, I probably will never use it again, in fact. So how many ThinkPads do you own now? <laughs> That's a good question. Is it bad that I don't know? Um, no, it's it's not. <laughs> so my main machine that I'm sat talking to you on is a T450. And I that's the one I use all the time. And that's the one I, I sit in a docking station and I run it with three displays. And I've upgraded the drives in it and I've upgraded the RAM. And that's my main workhorse. I've even replaced the display with a better display. So it's like, that's the one I'm sat looking at all the time. Um, the previous ThinkPad I had was an X220. Um, so that dates from around 2012. Uh, my, my general, um, uh, guide is when you're looking at the X series and the T series, the middle digit, uh, equates to the year of manufacture roughly. So if you're trying to think how old a machine is, a 220 was made in 2012 and a 230 was made in 2013. So that gives you an idea of how old it was. Mine dates from around 2012, my X220. Okay. Yeah, I was actually looking at some of the X220s in, in the X-Series myself. They're great. They're really great. They're, they're, I mean, they're, all of them have their flaws. None of them are perfect, but then no laptop is. Um, I've got a couple of X61s, um, and the X61s are even more compact, and they've got a 4 by 3 They're They're much older. Um, they've got dual-core CPUs. And they've got a four by three aspect ratio display, no webcam, um, but they're perfectly serviceable. I've got one running Ubuntu Mate, uh, and the desktop. Once you get the desktop up and running, everything's fine. And I've got another one which is a command line only system, has no GUI on it um, because you can. Um, and those both work really well. And they've both got six gig of RAM, so you know it's not like they're starving for memory or anything. They're, they're They've got enough oomph to to work. So we're counting up to like six or so, at least, that you have in use? Well, that's one, two, three, four. That's four in use. There's an X1 Carbon, which is the Ultrabook style, which my wife uses as her main machine. And the handy thing there is because my T450 and my wife's X1 Carbon have the same charge port, this rectangular yellow port. Um, it means that when we're sat on the sofa, we just hand each other the cable. <laughs> like, I, So I don't have to have two chargers underneath the sofa. I can just, she has the cable for a bit and I have the cable for a bit. Um, and then the rest of them are really somewhat older, crustier, kind of Windows 98, Windows 95, Windows XP era kind of uh, ThinkPads. I've got a T43, which is the last model of ThinkPad that was made before IBM sold off the laptop line to Lenovo. 
Um, and I've got a super thick one that's got um, speak front firing speakers, you know, like grills on the front of the laptop. It's really, really thick. Um, and that's got Windows 98 on it. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a, a range of them, but the main ones that are actually in use on a daily basis are the X61s, the X220, and the T450. Excellent. And the T450, you said you have three displays hooked up to that. Um, are you running those out of the display port, Jack? So I've got a, I've got it sat in a docking station. I picked the docking station up on eBay, um, and I just slam the thing into the docking station, and there are two external displays plugged in. One's via DisplayPort, one's via HDMI. And as soon as I slam the laptop in, I use the internal panel as the main screen, and then the other two displays are sat above and behind as I use the secondary and tertiary display. But thankfully, you know, GNOME and KDE and all the modern desktops remember the layout. So when I yank the laptop out, everything just reduces back to one screen. And then when I plug it back in again, everything opens up to three screens and I can rearrange my windows a little bit and uh, carry on. So yeah, my, my day-to-day machine has three displays, the, the laptop and two externals. That's pretty awesome, man. You know, talking about these and have you purchased any of these new um, or or do you mainly purchase them used? If someone was kind of looking to buy their first ThinkPad, would you, is, there, is there a suggestion you would give them to, to look for pre-owned or, or buy new? What would you suggest? Yeah, they're, they're quite expensive, like relatively speaking. And one of, the, one of the pitfalls you can fall into is buying the, there's a consumer grade ThinkPads, which are the E-series, and I would avoid those. I mean, if, you, if you're on a budget, and that's all you can afford, then, you know, fair enough. But they're nothing like what I would call proper ThinkPads. The E-series ones are consumer grade and it shows. They're not as easy to upgrade. Um, they're just, they just don't feel as robust and they don't have the same components. Yeah, I can attest to that because the first ThinkPad that I ever purchased outright was the uh, X120e, which was the AMD uh, GPU or APU rather. Um, it was not great uh but i mean it did the job for for what i was using it for so i think that's the the thing is that um buying if you've got the budget and you can buy one new that's great uh but i personally have only ever had one from new uh, other than the one i had when i worked at ibm i personally bought the x220 myself from new um and i was contracting at the time so it was a it was a business expense my own company um and i paid 45 pounds i think it was on top of the cost of the laptop for uh on-site uh warranty and i had to use it i think three times in the three years that that warranty was uh was valid and i had to have the motherboard replaced once and i can't remember what else but i had other components replaced and the guy just turns up to my house and you know sits at my dining room table and repairs my laptop right there in front of me it's great it's a, it's a lovely service not not having to return to base and be without your laptop for you know who knows how long um it was it was really valuable that that 45 quid was the best 45 quid i ever spent on that laptop um but most of them i've bought second hand either through ebay or there are various resellers that you know refurbish laptops and uh, if you can find a reputable one that's got good reputation um through you know other people or has got good online scores or whatever um but i bought them on ebay and they've been fine i've not had any problem with buying thinkpads on ebay and there's so many of them because 
because ThinkPads are so popular as business machines and then businesses churn and get rid of hundreds of them, the market is full of them. So there's there's tons of these X series laptops on the market and they don't particularly hold their value. They're not like Apple laptops where they command a high price second hand. You can pick one up for a couple of hundred dollars pretty easily. Well, and it seems like from just my research uh, recently, whenever I purchased uh, my latest purchase, which was a T440S, uh, that a lot of these machines are off-lease machines. So you'll find that the seller has 150 of these machines. They've sold, you know, 40 or so. So um, I can attest to, you know, buying from eBay and, and so far. I've had a good experience, and but I think you're right. I think you just need to do your research and kind of um, determine if the seller is reputable enough to buy from them or not. Um, when you're shopping for a pre-owned ThinkPad, um, is there a particular model you would say uh, that you should look for nowadays? Is is there, um, you know, a particular combo mill per se? that you should look for. I know that on my 440S, the trackpad is probably the worst trackpad I've ever used. So immediately I replace that. Um, but is, is, is there, are there any tips or tricks that you would give people out there if they're looking to buy one, maybe which model? So I would start, if you're looking for ones that are going to be a usable workstation, it really depends on what your use case is. Do you want something for, you know, retro fun, maybe install DOS and Windows 98 and Windows XP and stuff like that to play old retro games and have a bit of nostalgia as a like spare machine? Or do you want it as a an active usable machine? And if we if we talk about the the latter, then I would say the X220 is okay, but it's a bit long in the tooth now. The CPU is Sandy Bridge. It's usable and, you know, you can install a modern desktop on it. Um, and it works perfectly reasonably. Um, but you might, you might get a, a good deal on a 230 or 250. I would probably skip the 240, which has the dodgy, um, keyboard as well. So some of them have, uh, Lenovo went through a weird phase where some of the models had a strange keyboard, which had uh, the function keys along the top were a little bit weird, like touch buttons. And no, generally, nobody likes those. But it's down to personal taste. You know, what your personal... Some people prefer those keyboards. Most people don't. They prefer the traditional uh, Lenovo keyboard. And the X220 has, I think, is the last one that has the older generation of ThinkPad keyboard. And then they went to the chiclet style. And then they went downhill, I think, with the 240 and the 440. And then they came back with the 450, and that's the one that's good. So if you get a good deal on a, on a 450, so a 2015 era machine or a 250, they're both the same age, same kind of internals. Or you want something a little bit cheaper and a little bit older, probably the 230 would be a good one to have if you want something low price. And they do show up. One of the pitfalls with the X series is a lot of them have, uh, because they've been um, low-cost corporate machines, they have 1366 by 768 resolution. For some people, that's okay. That's good enough if you're just going to be browsing the web a little bit. But if you want it as a workstation, generally you probably want 1080p. Um, and the 450s come with 1080p screens. And you know, more modern ones do, but it's hard to find older ones with a 1080p screen. They're mostly uh, the 768, which is a bit awful. It's usable, but it's not, not so good. Um, the other thing 
that's worth noting is the some of the T-series ones have an interchangeable battery. In fact, most ThinkPads have an interchangeable battery. You can just like yank it out and put a different one in. But the difference with the T-series is they have an internal battery as well. So you can actually take the external battery off while the system is running. And for me, I love that. I, I have four spare batteries for my laptop in my laptop bag. And when I'm out, I'll, if the battery runs low, I'll just pull the battery out while it's running and put another battery in and it will just carry on working. I don't have to shut down. I don't have to plug it into the mains. It just carries on working because it keeps running on the internal battery while you pull the external one out. Um, and that's, that's quite a selling point that not many laptops have. Um, but if, if battery endurance isn't the main factor for you, then that might not be interesting to you. You might want something thin and light. So you might go for the X series, uh, which doesn't have that feature. Yeah, and I've I've noticed um, with that 440 that I have, I think it's a three cell internal battery, and it's it's great, man. I, I love that ability, just like you said, to be able to swap batteries. I've yet to purchase additional batteries, but I'm sure that that will happen. You know, next pay period, whenever I can uh, offset that, so that my wife doesn't get too too mad that I've been purchasing all the ThinkPad parts and pieces. Yeah, it can. That's the downside. It can be a bit addictive. You can you can find yourself. Well, you know, I could just uh, buy this docking station, and I could buy this ThinkPad branded mouse that goes along with it, and you know, I could upgrade the keyboard, and yeah, it's very addictive. Exactly. And and the one thing for me that I was looking for whenever I purchased the 440. Uh, was the 1080p IPS display because one of the things I noticed with the earlier X uh, 120e that I had was that it had the 1366 screen, but the viewing angles were horrible. Like you had to get it just perfect to get that kind of, um, you know, best viewing angle possible. And with that, that IPS display, it's, it's been phenomenal, but I purchased that. And then after purchasing that I purchased because it came with the i5, uh, 4,300, I believe it is, um, immediately bought another motherboard. I bought the i7 motherboard, found that for like 40 bucks or so, uh, bought the 450 trackpad, found that for 20. Um, and then there was also an available, uh, M2 slot where I guess normally a 3G or cellular modem would go. So I purchased, uh, an, a, like 120 gig M2 drive just to kind of work as my boot drive. Um, are there any sort of upgrades that you commonly do to these machines or do you try to buy it all loaded out as you see? Yeah, that's a great question. So you can get a good deal on one that's got like only four gig of RAM or something and spinning rust hard drive. And then you can just replace those um, because you could be confident with certain models, anything other than the carbon, the X1 carbon, you can change the RAM change the hard drive and the hard drive on most of them is on the X series. It's usually a case of undoing one screw and the drive just slides out the side um, with others like the T series. You have to take the whole back plate off, but it's like 12 screws that get retained in the back plate. So you don't lose them. Um, and then you could just pop the drive out. It's not, it's not super hard. It's not difficult. So definitely storage. And yes, the fact that some of them have an M2 slot, like, some of my ThinkPads, I have dual boot. Um, so, for example, I've, I've got my X220. I've got Windows installed on the M2 drive for when I want to test out stuff like uh, WSL on uh, on Windows. But, yeah, storage is an easy one to do. I've up, In the X220, I've upgraded the hard drive in that 
I don't know, five times in the eight years I've had it uh, or seven years I've had it. So it's, it, it's very easy to do. And the fact that it's easy to do means I don't, I have confidence that it doesn't matter if the if the drive goes bang, I'll just put another one in there. Or if I want more storage, I'll just swap it. And it's I feel confident that I can do that. The other thing that's a bit more tricky, but you can do, um, is replace the screen. And so my T four fifty came with a gloss screen, and it took me a while before I figured out actually I could just replace this. And there are companies that will sell the right screen for your laptop that has the matte coating or a different resolution. You have to be a bit careful because some of them have different connectors and different interfaces, but in general, it is possible to replace the screen. So if you really, you know, you like the laptop, but the screen is getting you down, it is possible to just upgrade that component. Now, are these third-party screens? Yeah. Okay, so from from my research, that's really what I found mostly is, you know, a third-party seller that's that's basically you know, selling a display that will work with a ThinkPad, but not necessarily the OEM replacement. And that gave my my 450, my T450, a new lease of life because I was getting to the point where the screen was starting to annoy me. And I thought, do you know what? I, I should just go and buy another laptop because this one's, you know, I, I'm resisting using it outside. Like sometimes I'll go and watch my son play football and I'll take a little chair and I'll sit while he's playing and I'll get my laptop out, tether to my phone and I'll start working on my laptop. But if it's a bit sunny, the glare makes it almost impossible to use. Whereas now I can, I've replaced the screen and it's now suddenly more usable again. And the other thing to note on upgrades is sometimes the manual is wrong about how much RAM a machine can take. So the spec for my uh, T450 says that it can take 16 gigs of RAM, but it's lying. It can actually take 32. And I know this because I bought two 16 gig sticks and put them in, and I've now got 32 gigs of RAM. So there there are certain online resources I'd recommend. The The best one, actually, I've found is this, there's one website, which is uh, ThinkWiki, and uh, it's think, thinkwiki.org, and it's got all the specs of every ThinkPad. Um, and the other one is on Reddit. There's a subreddit called ThinkPad, slash R ThinkPad. And in there, you'll find plenty of conversations. There'll be people just showing off photos of their new ThinkPad, but people also having discussions about, I want to do this hardware upgrade, or you know, is this the right amount of RAM for this machine? Is there anyone else who's got this particular model and has upgraded in this particular way? And it's a really friendly, nice community. It's a, it's a nice bunch of people, and most of the people in there seem to run Linux. So uh, that's also nice. Well, yeah, and that's we were recently having a conversation about ThinkPads in the uh, Jupyter Telegram channel. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about you know, someone was like, well, this machine only supports 16 gigs of RAM. And I was like, are you sure? And so I just looked up the specs for the CPU that was in it and it can support up to 32. And, you know, I, I couldn't see his eyes bulge wide open, but he was like, oh my God, dude, I never, I never thought that this would work. I was like, you might as well give it a try. I mean, at, at the price of, of RAM, I mean, it's, it's a pretty inexpensive upgrade. Uh, and he now has RAM on order. So I'm, I'm looking forward to whenever he pops back in and he says that his ThinkPad now has 32 gigs of RAM. I was really lucky. This uh, T450 takes uh, RAM that I couldn't swap out of any other machine because most of them are older than this. But on eBay, there were two different vendors selling the same 16 gig stick at the same time. And so I bought one from each of them. 
and they both <laughs> arrived within a day of each other and i put them both in the machine and they're basically a matched pair they're exactly the same i put them both in and now 32 gigs it's, it's awesome yeah and and with that 440s um a little disappointing but four gigs was soldered on so mm. In theory, you know, I could, so I've got the four gigs that are soldered on and then an eight gig stick in there. So in theory, I could uh, upgrade and throw a 16 gig stick in there, but I'm likely only going to get the 16 gigs, not the six, you know, not the full 18 gigs that would be in the machine. Wouldn't it go to 20? Would you not get 20 with 16 plus four? Yeah. My math is horrible. Thank you. Thank you, Popey, for correcting my math. (laughs) But yes, uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get, you know, the full uh, RAM that's that would be in the machine. So I'm kind of teetering on if that's an upgrade that I want to do or not. Uh, and I have noticed too that like the, I guess the 440p model uh, actually has a socketed CPU. So um, you can swap the entire CPU out without actually having to do a motherboard swap, which uh, I found to be a, you know pretty inexpensive way to to upgrade a machine as well. Yeah, the only thing to watch with uh, CPUs on ThinkPads is their thermal design isn't perfect. And uh, my X220, I bought the i7, and a colleague at the same time bought the i5 version, identical in every way, just different processor. And mine overheats quite a bit, um, and it overheats we think because the thermal design doesn't allow the ThinkPad to get the hot air out fast enough. Um, so, you know, if you, if you're going to be using it for like compiling code constantly and you want it, you never want the processor to scale back the, you know, the frequency, then you might want to consider that. The other problem is my 450 in a docking station. This is an official docking station from Lenovo the bit on the left-hand side where there's a key lock and a button to power on and the eject button to pop it out of the docking station actually obscures part of the vent. <laughs> so it's the thermal uh, uh, dynamics on this thing are worse when you put it in a docking station than when you don't. So my laptop overheats more when I'm sat at my desk. Now, part of that is going to be because it's driving three screens. So there's more pixels to push around for sure. And there's more applications on and active at any one time. Um, But still, it's a bit rubbish designed to have half the vents blocked by the the docking station that it's sat in. It's it's not great. I don't know if the modern ones do that as well. Um, But this is the most recent one I have. I see. Well, not the best uh, engineering design design decision, it seems. Um, So of all these machines, and, and obviously you run Ubuntu and other variants of Linux on most of these machines, um, BIOS updates. If your system doesn't have LVF, LVFS support, uh, you know, is there is there a way that you go about, you know, updating the BIOS, flashing custom BIOS? Have you have you tried any of those? So I haven't tried any custom BIOSes. I'm always wary of bricking machines with BIOSes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty careful in that regard. I have seen that one of the, one of the down, downsides of Lenovo devices is they sometimes have whitelists in the BIOS 
for things like the wireless card. So you can't you can't always just open it up and replace the wireless card with a better, faster one because there's a whitelist in the BIOS that that won't let you. And that also happens with a battery sometimes as well. If you plug in a non OEM battery, it can detect that and say your battery is dead, you know, service center or whatever. Um, which is not very pleasant and I don't like that. But thankfully I've got none where I have wanted to do that. But I can understand if people have wanted to do that. And it's, you know, it's frustrating that you're blocked by some, you know, flag in a BIOS somewhere. Um, but there are guides that I've seen on on Reddit, on our ThinkPad, where people have talked about what they've done to overcome these issues. And yeah, patching a BIOS is one thing. For the standard BIOS updates that come from Lenovo, um, the two main machines, I mean, most of my machines, as I've said, are ancient. And so they're never going to get BIOS updates ever so I don't really care. <laughs> but the ones, the main ones that I use, I generally also don't care because I, I, I don't know, they currently work. It's only if like there was some issue that I discovered that I actually had to, you know, do a firmware update for if that I was experiencing, then I'd go and look for one, but I'm a pretty BIOS cautious person. I'm not, I'm not like a an arch user who always wants the latest version of everything and the latest you know number in the BIOS boot screen and all that. Um, however, that said, I do have Windows on both of them, both of my modern ones, as dual boot on the M2 drive. Now, one thing that can be useful to do, whenever I receive a Lenovo uh, ThinkPad, I always boot from CloneZilla on a USB stick and I clone the hard drive before I touch it so that in the event that I ever do need to boot back the original operating system, I can put it back on the drive or I might pull the drive out and put a different drive in. I'll always replace a spinning rust with an SSD. Right, right. And so having the old drive kicking around or an image, you know, on a server somewhere or on a USB drive via CloneZilla means that if I really urgently wanted to do it, I could restore the original image, do all the updates and then do the firmware update and then take it out again. But, um, I, I personally, I haven't been hit too badly with that. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, the same for me. I'm, I'm very much one of those guys, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. Right. So, um, and I don't want to run the risk of, you know, flashing the BIOS and, and having some, unforeseen issue in bricking my machine uh i had considered uh flashing the bios or patching it rather uh to create a hackintosh out of the 440s uh because of that reason that you spoke about the the wide listing of wireless cards you know if you wanted to put a wireless card in that would be supported for mac os you would basically have to go in and patch the bios for that um which is not something that you have to do because you can always just get a wireless adapter that plugs into USB and, and you're off to the races. So not a huge problem there. Um, you know, the, that now that we've been talking about these ThinkPads and, and, you know, I run Linux on, on mine, uh, obviously you run Linux on yours and dual boot it with windows. Are there any features, um, that we can expect to work or not work? I've noticed recently with the latest version of 1910, um, and I don't know if that's just uh, part of the GNOME 3.34 package or not, but um, the fingerprint reader in mine works flawlessly, which is super awesome. Something I didn't expect to work. Um, but is there is there anything that that you know doesn't work really on these ThinkPads? So yeah, the fingerprint reader uh, 
works for me as well on my 450 and my X220. I think on more recent ThinkPads, I think from about a 470, 480 onwards, I think it might be broken. Um, and I believe it's broken because the the necessary driver for the fingerprint reader is proprietary. And the people who do the fingerprint stuff on the Linux side don't want to interface with proprietary blobs. And so that's a bit of a blocker. However, I'm told there are people working on some kind of magic voodoo shim or something that will enable that to work in the future. So I would imagine in the next six to 12 months, the fingerprint readers on more modern ThinkPads should start to work as well, where if, if they don't already, they should work. But yeah, I've got 1910 on both of mine and, and the, the fingerprint reader works, but I think that's because they're sufficiently ancient. I mean, my two, my uh, T450 come, it dates from 2015, so it's not that ancient, but it's still like a four-year-old laptop, um, and it works there. But no, I, I don't know. I don't know of anything else that I've not had working. All the ports work as expected. Uh, one of my laptops also has a GSM modem in, and that works. So, yeah, I, I suspend works, and more importantly, resume works as well. Um, the camera works. Yeah, I can't think of anything that, that doesn't work. All the media keys work, so you can, you know, turn the brightness up and down, the volume up and down, and all that kind of stuff with the function keys. The only thing that might be interesting to look at on newer models is uh, Thunderbolt support. I've not looked at that because I just don't have a modern enough ThinkPad that has Thunderbolt ports, but that might be worth a look to investigate if that's something that's important to you, plugging in external GPUs or other Thunderbolt devices. I don't know how well supported that is. Yeah, and, and I've had great luck. You know, we, we talked about the uh, dual batteries, the onboard battery and the detachable battery. Um I've also noticed that both of those report fine in Ubuntu. Um, I haven't had any issues with those. I, I like to see that whenever I am running low on the uh, detachable battery that, you know, I can see the power level that I have left in the onboard battery, which is super convenient um, so that you never really run the risk of being in a position where you can't power down or save your work or swap another battery in. Um, so, I mean, overall I've had a great experience with, with this recent purchase. One of the questions that Chris wanted me to ask is he's, he's talking about upgrading Dylan's laptop. Is there a particular ThinkPad that you think is good for kids? Do, do you hand any of your ThinkPads down to your kids? Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, as always, it comes down to what do they want to do with it. And I know Sam has used my X220 in the past, uh, and his primary use case back when he was using it was Minecraft. And the GPU in the Sandy Bridge processor in the X220 is a bit gutless. And, you know, you have to lower the render distance and drop the detail. And and so for gaming, these older ThinkPads are not really up to it. But something like a, a 230, 240, once you start getting a little bit newer, like 2015 era uh, laptops, they can, they can run some of the um, more basic games. I mean, Minecraft, I wouldn't necessarily say is basic, but, you know, it's not 
uh, Skyrim and Fortnite. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think the robustness of a ThinkPad is helpful for a kid. Like, you know, what kids are like, they can, you know, drop them, have them on their lap and, you know, spill stuff on them. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there are uh, drip holes on the bottom. If someone spills a drink on the keyboard, the idea is that the liquid is rooted around the motherboard rather than onto it and through and should just drip straight out the bottom. There's a fun video I think Lenovo made a few years ago where someone just dumps an entire litre of water over a running ThinkPad, and it just runs straight through, and the laptop carries on running. It's not something I would recommend anyone tries, and I'm certainly never going to do it on my laptop. But it's nice to know that that's a test they do. Um, And so for kids, like my own son has dropped a cup of juice over um, a laptop before. My mother-in-law's MacBook Air... And so it was ruined. Mm. Um, whereas you would like to hope that the ThinkPad would survive that kind of abuse uh, pretty well. Uh, so yeah, I think I think the other nice thing about ThinkPads is, I mean, I go back to the repairability and the maintenance of it. If something does break, you know, if the plastics break, you'll always find someone on eBay selling the plastic shell or the palm rest or the underside or something or the the memory slot cover you know there, there's spare parts for these things all over the place so you even if something does break there's you know chance to get it fixed right right and and that's one thing that i've i've noticed that they do have uh, really good documentation and repair manuals you know freely available it's not like you have to go through some um loops to try and say that you're a, a dealer or a vendor or something to get these repair manuals um so that's one thing that that i i, I really like uh, about lenovo and it makes sense in my opinion for them to have uh, drain holes uh, for drinks i mean if i'm thinking about this as a business class machine um i'm sure several people have knocked over a cup of coffee or something into their keyboard so yeah it's easily done seems like it's a wise decision on engineering's part to try and help mitigate that. You know, thanks for, for coming on and thanks for talking to me about all this. No worries. Are there any, you know, closing suggestions or, or, or some sort of advice that you would give people if they're looking at picking up a ThinkPad? Yeah. So we've mostly talked about like the modern era, like from year 2000 onwards, but there's, there's still a whole bunch of older laptops that, you know, predate year 2000 that would have come with DOS and Windows 98 and XP. And they're tremendous fun to play with as well. Um, Especially if you want to try, you know, playing old DOS based games and stuff like that and live that retro life, if that's something that's appealing to you. But one thing I, one warning I would give you is there are uh, some models of ThinkPad, which have BIOS passwords in them that you absolutely can't remove. And you, if you're looking for secondhand older ThinkPads on eBay or Gumtree or whatever, do make sure that you've got assurance from the vendor that you can actually boot directly to an operating system and that there's no password lock because I made the mistake of buying a ThinkPad and it has a, a password on the BIOS and I absolutely can't get into it. And I've had to buy a complete replacement motherboard for a 15 year old ThinkPad just so that I can get the thing to boot. Um, so that's one thing to watch out for. I would say is make sure the thing boots, um, you know, get some good photos of, uh, what it looks like when it's booted, but 
the nice thing is they're they're mostly super repairable and you know easy to maintain and they're fun to use and despite their you know 1980s industrial design that looks like it came out of a you know a russian military <laughs> they're they're delightful machines i love them <laughs> 